All right, Chuck and Houdini with you. This is The Chatter, a nice little Friday edition, and we're not going to waste any time. We're not going to sit here and ask each other how our days are going and how our lives are shaping out to be. We're just going to get right into last weekend today, or I should say last week today. Everything that happened in the last seven days that I wrote down on a little yellow notepad we're talking about right now, given the chatter spin as always. Let's start with the dumb questions from the Super Bowl, Houdini. I think my favorite may have been the, um, was it the Ted Bundy question? No, it wasn't Ted Bundy. It was, um, give it to me. Who was it? The Brock Purdy. Lee Harvey Oswald. That's who so, we're talking about. He's, so here's he's a how Lee Harvey Oswald, who killed Abraham Lincoln, excuse me, who killed John F. Kennedy. Right. Not John Wilkes Booth. It's always someone with three names. I know that. Anyways, Lee Harvey Oswald enters the conversation because apparently a meme was going around on Twitter that 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy looks dead on Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay, that's Twitter material. A bunch of people on Reddit, they fire off their takes. Go for it. I don't care. Maybe there is some resemblance. A Big J journalist thinking he's hysterical. He asked Brock Purdy straight up, Hey, uh, Brock, uh, congrats on making the Super Bowl. First question I have, and the only question I have for you, is I've waited for the last 15 minutes to ask you something. There's a a little meme going around on the internet right now that you look a lot like Lee Harvey Oswald. What are your thoughts? And Brock just kind of sat there, and he was like, "Um, he's the nicest guy ever. Brock Purdy's a sweetheart. I know from experience. He's not going to say anything mean. But he's not going to say anything in general. It was just a uh, a tough scene all around for this big J. Not serious journalism, Houdini. You're saying that he's not going to, Brock's not going to answer saying, actually, yes, I, I get that quite a bit. I do look like the guy, almost dead on the guy that assassinated a president years ago. Um, a beloved so president. Comparison. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm starting to think that this guy, I haven't heard I haven't seen any other question, I don't think, so far. Maybe like one or two Travis Kelsey questions. This is the only question that has come across my high-esteemed desk, um, hypothetically or theoretically. So I'm starting to think this guy might be a genius because I don't know if it's a marketing campaign. I actually have no idea what publication he's from. But it's the only question that I've seen on Super Bowl week. So is this guy a genius or a jackass? I think that's a fair question. Well, he's getting the publicity. I don't think anyone's saying his name, though. That's the thing. So he wants some attention here, and he's not getting any attention. Everyone's just like, whoever that dude was with the low-pitched voice that asked Brock Purdy about Lee Harvey Oswald as an idiot. But, like, what did he think he was going to say? Did he really think that Brock Purdy was going to, like, spin that into a good soundbite? Because that's what he was going for. He's going for the soundbite there, or if he's a writer, he's going for the quote. Did he think Brock Purdy's going to be like, well, we're both killers, so we we got that in common. (laughs) Like, what? What did he think he was going to say? I mean, that would have been a quick hitter to think of off the top of your head right there. That would have been fantastic for Brock. But, no, he probably didn't. I got to dig deeper into who this guy is because if he's like, you know, if this sounds like a barstool type question, like a, a PFT commenter question. But I think this guy might be trying to act like cool and funny, but he's like a real journalist, almost like Adam Schefter asking this type of question, dude, stay in your lane. It's not going to play because the <laughs> nobody laughed at it. Everyone took it dead serious. Brock Purdy was like, uh, I don't I don't even know if Brock Purdy knows who uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is, honestly. Probably thinks he killed he, Lincoln. 
Yeah, no, he probably does. He's like, listen, I've always respected Abe Lincoln. I don't understand why we're bringing that up at my presser for the Super Bowl. But, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this guy, since we're talking about him, I think he wins. No publicity is bad publicity. Remember that one. Uh, this publicity is bad publicity. Seven foot four giant and future All-American, potentially National Player of the Year, Zach Eady of the Purdue Boilermakers was seen photographed in a marijuana dispensary. Oh, as the Anti-Pot Coalition podcast. How dare he? How dare he go into the green leaf? Everyone's saying on the internet his drug test is coming. Zach Eady's not going to be there for the NCAA tournament. One, that's not going to happen. Two, how big of a jackass do you have to be to take that picture? Oh, yeah, this this is the biggest narc in the history of narcs. Like, what an asshole, whoever this guy was that took the picture. I saw he muted all his replies because everyone was just like, narc, narc, loser, piece of shit. In all honesty, I would not want to be around Zach Eady if he was too high. He'd be falling all like, over the place. If he falls on you, you, you could just die. I mean, he's a seven foot six dude who weighs like 420 pounds. Like, I don't need him being like, hey, what's going on, guys? I got the munchies. And just, like, falling over on you. Next thing what do you know, think his stack of choices? I bet he likes those uh, grandma cream cookies, the mini ones. I don't know. If, I don't, <laughs> that's a good question. He probably does, like, a full rack of ribs is his munchies. <laughs> I don't think he's doing anything small in, in any capacity. So, shout out Zach Eady. I don't even know if it was him, honestly. Like, it just looks like some giant dude. It might not even be Zach Eady. Um, but I hope he gets away with it if it was him, because what a what a narc move, man. Yeah, and I hope he gets help. You know, um, smoking that pot. <laughs> right. They say they say it starts off as the flaming hot Cheetos, man, but you can go down a dark path pretty quickly. So, are you an Applebee's fan? I told you that I spent my New Year's in Fargo, North Dakota, in Applebee's. It's the only time I've been there in about the last uh, eight years or so. I was more of a TGI Fridays guy myself, but Applebee's, you a fan? I am. Uh, I'm ashamed to admit I don't think that I've uh, been to Applebee's in quite some time, but uh, hopefully I can change that here soon. Eating good in the neighborhood. Houdini loves eating good in the neighborhood. Uh, maybe you'll get one of these date passes. So they had date night passes. They sold out in one minute. 60 seconds, all the date night passes that they put on the market, which was not nearly enough. We're not talking millions. We're talking low thousands. But they were gone in a minute. So what this does is it's a physical card. You take it to the restaurant, any restaurant, Applebee's, and you get $30 off 52 meals and non-alcoholic beverages um, spread out, one per week, 52 weeks. I think that's how it is. Or maybe there's no time limits. But let's restart that and just put it this way in the most simple way possible. Applebee's date night passes sell out in one minute. They give you a physical card, and you get $30 off 52 meals. And when you look at their menu and you get the 2 for 15 or the 3 for 25 or whatever it may be, that's essentially 52 dates for $200. Are you on the train with that? You're blowing my mind here as far as this math is concerned. You're saying you get $30 off 52 meals? So $30 off essentially if you did a meal a week? Yep, you get so a free get $30 meal every off week, of dinner. Yep. The $30, okay, okay. Well, I would think in the fine print, this is what you got to do. You got to get your lawyers on this. The fine print might say minimum purchase order of like 65 bucks, right? That's where they get you. That's where they nail you, and all these people will be going nuts. 
Um, I can only imagine the crew of people that ordered these within 10 seconds. We got the chicks going nuts at, at Target getting the Stanley Cups. And then we have the the other side of the coin, the Applebee date night people that are lined up trying to get it online the second it drops. But I the fine print yeah, can get I you. I guarantee you're, it. you're right. You're right. Because if you went in there and you had no idea and they said it's fifty dollar minimum, then you're required to, you know, spend twenty dollars out of pocket when you're like, I, I don't even like Applebee's. I just went here because it was such a bargain. I thought I was spending, you know, four dollars a week on food. Right. Yeah, this is where you see um, some stuff online of, of somebody having a breakdown at an Applebee's and like launching their, you know, their mozzarella sticks across the table. I was going to say the spinach artichoke dip. Just- yeah, spinach artichoke dip, the, you know, the boneless wings, their, their platter, if you will, that they serve out. So I, I do like what Applebee's has done, though. They've started to, they're big on their bar specials. They'll have like happy hour for like six hours every day and it's like a dollar margarita and people have just been getting hammered at Applebee's now it's almost turned into just like a bar that you get a little appetizers at so this is perfect so they're probably assuming nice little couple you know a younger couple in their mid-20s just trying to get things figured out they do a date night at Applebee's get $30 off but then they head to the bar and they spend about $75 on buckets of beers and you know blackout drunk so I think Applebee's is doing the right thing as, as far as their marketing is concerned. If you're a fan of Applebee's and, and think that that $200 for 52 meals type ordeal is right up your alleyway, <laughs> you're in luck. They reopen the date night passes, but they're only putting out 1,000, and you have to enter into a drawing, and randomly 1,000 people is- <laughs> will be winning these, but you still have to pay for them, right? You win the opportunity to buy them, so... You can put yourself in there and potentially this. get that, you know, it's like the uh, the King's Island Gold Pass of Applebee's. This is genius. Yeah, the more I'm thinking about this, Applebee's is is genius. They're going to make people go when they don't want to go at all to Applebee's 52 times a year. There's going to be people going every fucking week to Applebee's. So it doesn't even matter if they, you know, end up skimping out on the 30 bucks or whatever. They're getting people in those doors, eating good in the neighborhood is back, man. I Eating love good in the neighborhood is going to be passed down to generations. You know, that's what it yeah. takes. You go there, you have a good experience. Forget the Applebee slander. You know, forget the fact that they essentially made fun of it in Talladega Nights. And since then, it hasn't been the same. Applebee's is back. You're right. You remember the the Marshawn Lynch? You, you got to check that edit if you've ever seen it where he's out at, in Buffalo and his favorite place to go is Applebee's. That should be a commercial they run every year. He's he just he would go to the Applebee's. That would be like his like club, his night out. He'd hit the local Applebee's. They let him play games for free, and he let they let him refill his own drinks. One dollar margaritas all day, every day. Woo! Refilling your drinks. We're always refilling our drinks. You know, we had an episode. We were talking about the sip stealing. Just free refills. Everywhere does free refills as long as they don't have it behind well, the could- counter. He would go behind himself. They let Marshawn, you know, as the NFL running back there, he could go behind the bar himself and fill up his uh, vanilla Coke. So that's why I loved it. He's a simple guy. Vanilla Coke? They're still making vanilla Cokes? Oh, yeah. At Applebee's exclusively. Vanilla Coke on draft. Vanilla Coke. There was like a span from 2000 and and all the, you know, the Gen Zers listening to this podcast probably don't even realize it. But we went through a phase as a country probably 2000 to like 2005 where they just made inventions of everything when it came to soft drinks, Gatorades, whatever it may be. We had 
like 19 flavors of Mountain Dew at one point. They came out with the Sprite remix, then they remixed the Sprite remix, then they had Pepsi Blue, then they had um, during that same time the uh, the Midnight Grape Mountain Dew came out and the Lime Wire came out. I think that one stuck for a while. Code Red came out around that time. That's still around. But dude, they I don't know if you remember it. We were young children, but they used to make just everything into a separate concoction and they don't really do that anymore. They play the hits. They just changed the bottle. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, they were doing what I was doing. I think I said that in a prior episode. When I was like eight, I would just, we got it like 15 two liters. We would just mix all the different pops together, and we'd go around door to door it. and sell this yeah. shit. You were, we were a door to door salesman. That's, yeah. Exactly. Quote and people that's on what the they spot. used to do. Yeah, Houdini yeah, would oh, quote people buy. on the spot. He'd handle his objections, and uh, he'd sell. That's what he did. He was he was the top sales rep on the entire West Side. Uh, he had a plaque over at Western Hills Country Club. So um, I was, I had to I was doing up. cherry vanilla Dr Pepper before Dr Pepper started doing it. Man, I, I originated that thing, and I still don't get the credit that I deserve. Yeah, you did it with with Dr Pib too, or Mr Pib. Excuse me, Mr Pib was not Pibb. a doctor. So it's now time for the Real News Network with four time Emmy winner. And the former Blimp pilot, Houdini, this is the Ohio Real News Network edition. Two law enforcement agencies in southern Ohio teamed up after 27 bags of ice were reported stolen Sunday from a family dollar. You hear that, and how do you respond? This is starting to add up because I went to get ice the other, like probably a couple weeks ago. And it was like bolted shut and chained. And I was like, usually, you know, you can go in there and say, hey, I want two bags of ice. You pay for it. And you go outside, you open it up yourself. I was, you know, I went out there. I'm like, Man, these are locked up. And the guy's like, yeah, we had a big ice problem. He's like, people were stealing ice left and right. I'm like, how much does fucking ice? So this must be a big thing on the agenda for the police force across the world. Because, um, yeah, he had to come out with this, you know, across multiple Ohio. keys and open. Across Ohio. I was actually in Kentucky, though. So this might actually spread even further than nice. the great state of Ohio. Um, I, my first thought was, did they think, did they watch too much Breaking Bad? Did they think ICE, they thought there was a meth dealer coming out of the family dollar. And they're like, we got to bring in everybody we know. All the police force, the SWAT, doesn't matter, the National Guard. That's my first thought that like two young detectives were like, we're going to stamp our names on this police force by finding the Walter White of Ohio. The guy was cutting out. out. Yeah. He, he, he didn't say anything about the cooler. He just said, Hey, we got, we got guys stealing ice, ice. They heard ice and they said, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they got 27 bags of ice. They got two police forces to go out and track this guy and retrieve the 27 bags of ice, which I checked retail is about $38. (laughs) Can you imagine be sitting at your house and the SWAT team bust through the windows and you just have your your igloo cooler full of ice, and you're like, what? And they're like, get your ass on the ground. Your wife's like, Jesus, Scott, what did you do? I, he was probably so, he's like, hold on, what? Why are you guys here? Because I took the home city ice bags? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I would love to, I don't know if they did any interviews or they got any quotes from, like, did they do a press conference after this and say we got like a, a, a hardened criminal off the streets? I was thinking, did they take the picture? Night? Did they take the picture like the crab walking man that we <laughs> talked about on a on a prior episode? I mean, think about that. That man was crab walking for ten days 
All they had to do was get multiple police forces together from different counties, and you catch the ice bandit and in a matter of hours, and you get your 27 bags just, of ice back, although it was liquid. They're just holding, they're just holding bags of water. Just, <laughs> we got them. We got them. We're going to refreeze these. Um, the, the store will be refunded. They're $30, and we're probably going to get this guy doing at least a 5- to 10-year minimum sentence, so we can sleep easy tonight, Canton, Ohio. The great thing about Reddit is you hop on there and you get to read some of the comments, and, and a few of them are a little ridiculous. Some resonate and make me laugh. Best Reddit comments on this story in a narrator's voice, and it's perfect that this guy wrote this because I can narrate. So here we go. In a world where ice theft chills southern Ohio to its core, two cops from different counties must thaw their differences to crack the case. Meet Detective Frost, the cool-by-the-book officer, and Detective Snow, the wild loose cannon. Together, they're on thin ice, but determined to freeze the culprits before things heat up. Get ready for a polarizing partnership in Frozen Pursuit, Ice Heist Baby, starring Eddie Murphy and Judge Reinhold. That's a very solid one. Uh, How about this one? Imagine the courtrooms. Your Honor! My client is accused of stealing 27 bags of ice. As you can see in Exhibit B, these are clearly 27 bags of water. I like that. And then uh, another good one. Our $15,000 in overtime and administrator fees has recovered $27 in lost goods, making this effort the most effective police operation in American history. Shout out, Ohio. The ice heist. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like season four of True Detective, honestly. If you've seen any of that, this sounds like it's... I, I've i learned nothing so far in the first, like, five episodes. This might actually be a story about the, the ice heist of 27 bags. We'll see. I don't know if you experienced this or if it's just me. When I was younger and I'd watch something, I feel like I would retain it a little bit more. Maybe it's just the way that I'm watching TV shows nowadays, but I probably watched True Detective season one in 2000... Let's go with like 2014 or 15, maybe like a decade ago. I can't remember one thing that happened in that show. Not a single thing. I couldn't tell you anything about the plot line. I watched the entire thing. You don't remember Matthew McConaughey? I mean, I remember Matthew and Woody. I just don't remember exactly what they did. Aside from Matthew, I think, was a jackass. And Woody was trying to keep him in check, maybe the other way around. I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, it's, yeah, it's up for interpretation, but just basically McConaughey would just say just wild shit the entire, he'd be like, listen, Woody's like, time is a flat circle, my friend. He's like, it all goes round, round and round. And then Woody Harrelson would be like, can you shut the fuck up, dude? Can you stop <laughs> saying weird shit all the time? He's like, Oh, yeah, one okay. of the scenes. You got to watch it again. That actually comes back. That, that actually comes back. I remember McConaughey just being a lunatic <laughs> in it and Woody being like, what the fuck, dude? Um, but I don't remember exactly <laughs> what they were trying to crack. I remember one scene. They may have gone it's, to, like, a barn or something, and something went down at the barn. But uh, but there was, like, a, a period there from, like, 2013 to 2016 where everything that I watched is just – no longer in my memory, but I can <laughs> recite every line from Happy Gilmore from back in 2001. Yeah. You know, so there was just a lost half decade there where apparently I was just on autopilot. I had a, I had an Adam Sandler click remote and I just skated through. I don't know. You were also in college in Athens County. 
So I, I think that definitely has something to do with the fact that you just can't recall anything that happened during that time. So it is what it is. But yeah, I'd highly recommend rewatching it. All right, here's a good one out of Ohio. A man eats Chipotle 500 straight days and has finally decided to give it up, saying, I am on to new challenges. That's a good story of itself, but wait until you hear the kicker. The man's name is Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne ended his streak in style by donning a bat suit and ordering mini quesadillas because leather isn't very forgiving. Bruce Wayne, the man that eats Chipotle 500 days in a row, your thoughts on that? I've always wondered, is this guy, I don't know if they shared a picture in the article, is this guy fat or not, Chuck? We, we can be PC about it. Is he, you know, is he well-nourished, let's say? What's He's this guy husky. look like size He's husky. He's a husky. He's husky. He's a husky Batman. Okay. I've, I've constantly wondered, is Chipotle. He's husky. All right. Because uh, I've honestly wondered, is Chipotle, is it healthy or not? Because I, th- I mean, I would like to think it's healthier than running through McDonald's or, God forbid, rallies. We we've discussed that before, but at the same time, then you, you my algorithm now on Instagram, like we've always talked about, is like some some jack guy going Chipotle's killing everyone. The seed oils in the rice, the seed oils in the chicken, and I'm like, I don't know what to believe. Is this actually terrible for me? Am I killing myself? But now I hear that Bruce Wayne is eating it for 500 days straight. And he's just a little husky. So I, I like what I'm hearing because I could eat Chipotle damn near every day if it came down to it. Yeah, quite frankly, he looks like a um, looks like a former offensive lineman that got in better shape than he was in in high school. You know, the classic like 45-year-old man that's, that's not fat. He's not skinny. He's not jacked. He's just kind of – he's just a big dude. You know, he's just a big dude that enjoys himself some carne asada. Um, can't Does blame he- him there. But uh, to answer Does he your question, act like he's Batman? No, I think that was just for the 500th time, you know, as a little, essentially to, to finish the story. He knew he was going to be on the news. Yeah, he wore the Batman suit for theatrics. He did not do that every single time. I don't think he's a complete weirdo that runs around in a Batman suit. He just happened to have the name Bruce Wayne. He's like, all right, I'm going to be in the newspaper. I just <laughs> ate 500 steak burrito bowls. He could have got... He could have gotten so much publicity and Instagram notoriety if he dressed up like Batman and everything. He's just going through the line. He's like, chicken bowl to go. Light on the pinto beans. Just where is he? A little. Where's the cilantro? <laughs> like he could have made a career out of this. So this guy, I mean, missed opportunity. If you're asking me, missed opportunity for Bruce Wayne. Come on, man. Yeah, well, he got an article and he got a shout out on the chatter on the Real News Network. Which brings us to this. MySpace top five meals you could eat for 500 straight days. This guy apparently did Chipotle, and it's not the worst choice in the world because you can go with the Chipotle salad. You can go with, you know, a burrito bowl. Get your rice and carbs in there. If you don't want to go with the meat, you can go with the, the tofu, the sofritas that they have. So they do have some options there. I will say... There's a lot of sodium in that stuff, and in this particular instance, you're not allowed to choose an entire restaurant. It's one physical meal. So, for example, um, I don't want to give one away. I'll just start off at number five. MySpace top five meals you could eat every day. Number five, uh, let's go with a Caesar salad with chicken. I think it's super light. 
I think you could eat it every single day, not get too fat, never get tired of it. Just Caesar salad with chicken, nice and easy. I love Caesar salad with chicken. Um, I'll do something similar. I do chicken fried rice. I love a chicken fried rice, man. Uh, you can switch it up. You can do some different stuff. You don't necessarily need the chicken, but a fried rice mix for number five. Okay. Number four, I'm going to go with, and I may die of mercury poisoning, but I'll go with cocktail shrimp and some cocktail sauce. A nice jumbo shrimp, never gets old, has a lot of protein in it, low calorie, great for you aside from the mercury. So, yeah, let's go with some uh, shrimp and cocktail sauce. Number four to go along with my Caesar salad. I would get sick and tired of that bullshit real quick. Um, I will go with, just so people know as well, Chuck sent this to me like 40 seconds before we got it. I haven't done any prep. I haven't done any prep either, I am scrambling. I'm going for, I'm going quesadilla. And this is open for interpretation. You can do a lot with a quesadilla. I'll do quesadilla at four. Number three. And this is where it gets interesting because um, the reason I brought this up in the first place was I was thinking about the guy eating the food every single day. I brought this up during some Kentucky basketball interviews at Media Days years ago. I didn't ask if the players looked like Lee Harvey Oswald. I asked what their meal would be. And Kenny Payne's son, Zan Payne, said, what did he say? He said, like, um, lo mein. And I was just like, you're an idiot. Brad Calipari said, like, um, fried chicken or something. And I'm like, you you would die. You'd die on day 230. You have to put that into effect. So number three, we're going Greek yogurt with some berries in it. Um, nice little breakfast, nice little standalone. Would you consider it a meal or a snack? Meal or a snack? Meal or a snack? I'll put in granola. We'll call it a meal. I could eat that every single day. Yeah, I mean, that's more of a breakfast, but I, whatever. We'll let it slide for the sake of the show. Um, I'm going to say, you know, as they called me Eggy Clowkey, I got to go with eggs. I got to go with eggs. You can poach them. You can fry them. You can scramble them. You can make an omelet. You can over easy. There's so many combinations you can do so it doesn't get too old. But I'll go eggs at, what is that, three for me? Three. Number two. This is where it gets tough. Every single day for the rest of your life. 500. I thought it was 500 days. It's every day forever? Forever. 500 days may be your forever, Houdini, after you're eating this shit every day. (laughs) Um, Number two, we are going to go with, this is going to be very, very contested, but I'm going to go with chicken salad. I think it's an easy eat. It's versatile. Can you eat it as a meal? Yeah, sure. We're going to say, for this instance, at number two, chicken salad. It's light enough to where I think you could eat it every day for the rest of your life and be okay. It's not going to kill you unless you put too much mayo in it. I feel like my dad, my dad just constantly, like, even if it's absolute dog shit for you, like, it's like, oh, pizza. He's like, that's actually not, he's like, it's actually pretty good for you, honestly. He's like, you get your dairy in. He's like, you get a little veggie in there. Put any spinach on. He's like, it's actually very good for you. I'm like, okay, buddy. I do the same um, thing. I'll Here, go. Here's, no, no, no. Let me cut you off real quick. My okay. rule in life is as long as it's not empty calories, don't deprive yourself. Enjoy yourself. Pizza, Tim's right. Tim's a smart man. And thanks for following the Instagram 
um, Chatter podcast page, Tim. We've we've given you many shout-outs on the show. You've become a fan favorite. I've actually had like three people that have no idea who you are, Houdini, say, I love Hudson's dad. I love Tim. So you got to tell him that he's kind of become a, uh, a Chatter superstar. But he's right, man. You get your cheese. You get your protein. You could throw some veggies on there. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a cheeseburger. Give me the meat, baby. What you can't do is sit on your ass, eat Doritos, drink Coke with a bunch of sugar in it, candy, those sorts of things. That's what will kill you, the empty calories. But as long as it has some nutritional facts in it, go for it. He's right. He is. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Tim. Took him like six months to follow us on Instagram, but he he ended up doing it. It's a a tough follow for him. Um, I'm going to go... God, this is going to be a travesty. Um, I'm going to say peanut butter and jelly. That's sandwich. a great one. Wow. That's Throw it one. in there because I still, I, this, you know, it's not like the old whatever tricks are for kids. PB&Js, it knows no age. It, it, I, it still hits today. It's going to hit tomorrow. It hit 10 years ago. It'll hit 15 years in the future. So PB&J, give me that at two. PB&J is a fantastic pick. I think you may have just won there. And you got to realize that I did the same exact thing as you. I looked at it about 45 seconds before. I didn't want to write anything down. I wanted to do this on the fly and just see who had the more intellectual brain when it came to food. We can't go pasta. That'll kill you. Can't go with a grilled cheese. We got to stay away from the bread. Although you went peanut butter and jelly. Um, I'll let that one fly just because PB&Js, they're light. I eat a PB&J and feel like I'm you know, about to become a bodybuilder. You know, I'm like, this is what... This is what real athletes do. They eat PB&J, just a bunch of grape sugar with a bunch of crushed peanuts and, and 30 grams of added sugar. I'm going to be a superstar eating this PB&J. Number one. Should we start doing like a, who wants to be a millionaire and have lifelines during the MySpace top five? I typically don't need it. I typically have a, li- a list of 15, but I, I may need Taxman to, to pop in and give me his top meal because I'm struggling here. Um because I, I don't want a meal that's going to kill me. That's why the Caesar was great. That's why the shrimp cocktail was great. I, I don't want salmon every single day. I don't want that more than once a week, let alone every single day of my life. I'm going to go with, and I hate to do it, but I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a, a book from Tim's page, and I think I could eat pizza every single day for the rest of my life. I think I could do it. I, I was going to take it, honestly. You could just take the cheese off, pizza. right? You could take the cheese off, go with carbs one day. You can go just cheese the next day, eat your fats. You could, like, carb and fat cycle. You can make it work, survive, um, put veggies on it. There's some dude out there that right now, I think he's at, like, day, like, 600 of eating wings every day. And he's jacked, okay? So you can do literally anything. He'll probably, I mean, wings you know, are just chicken something. as long as they're, you know, grilled and not air fried right. with a bunch of sauce all over it i mean those smoked wings aren't bad for you man don't let don't let you know the fake news get to you that wings are going to make you fat it's a big thing of protein no they're good for you you need to get like you should probably be doing two dozen wild mics uh medium garlic at least you know twice a week so I I, we're we're going wings we're going wings at one screw it i was gonna do soup and then I realized that would make me the biggest douche on planet Earth. I'm just eating soup every day for the rest <laughs> of my life. Not only a so douche, you probably you you die of some deficiency, like either way too much sodium or not enough protein or something. Like there's got to be the right combo. Soup, I, I just don't think it has it. Or by day 200, you turn into a sociopath because you were so damn hungry. 
I mean, it's the only thing you can eat. Yeah, soup. Yeah, we're, soup's not going to get it done at the end of the day. Listen, it's a good utility player, but it can't be your starter day in and day out. We'll go wings number one. It can't. Transitioning to the time machine, and unfortunately I don't have producer Teffer's masterpiece that he put together on the first time we did the time machine, but we're bringing it back. We'll take it back to the 1980s, a time before Houdini and myself was alive. This is where I love the phone a friend. We could call Tim and ask for his thoughts on this. Relationships in the 1980s and a lot of things before phones and social media and tracking devices, essentially. It was a different world, man. Think about it. In the 1980s, you could go out for a dozen eggs. You could say, Sarah, I'm going to go get some eggs and some beef. She's like, all right, be back in 25 minutes, Tom. You could disappear off the face of this earth. You can literally just move like five miles down the road. Five miles down the road if you're in a big city and just never see this human being again in the 1980s. Just disappear off planet Earth. Nowadays, there's a little more pressure involved, you know. She can find you on social media, this and that. You can't really do that. But back in the day, just screw it. See ya. <laughs> when when did cell phones, can we get uh, Teffy or Taxman, unpaid interns, can we get somebody to fact check when cell phones were actually out and about in society? Was that the 90s? At, like there was some type of a mobile phone? The first cell phone ever was in 1973. But you got to think about that. Okay. No you got to think about that. It's yeah. one person with like literally a, a brick in his hand that they used to, you know, that Kevin McAllister used to decapitate Marv. That's what he's holding. Um, it was on the streets of New York. It became the first cell phone available to the general public. That was in 73. But realistically, like I remember growing up, my dad had some piece of shit cell phone or like a beeper back in the early 90s. But 80s, I don't really think they were around. So you could vanish. You could vanish, man. Yeah. I, I mean, the home phone was big, I would think, back then. I mean, it was big when I was like 10, the home phone. So that's one way. But yeah, you're, you're right. You could just kind of just disappear. And I'm just imagining you're, you know. It, but you could change you your home like phone your, number. If you move, you just change your home phone number. And right, someone that right. you could just move and disappear. Years, you don't even have to have the awkward conversation of like that, where this isn't working. You just disappear. You're like, this isn't working. I'm going to move to the township over. I'm going to buy a new house, and I'll probably never see this person again. Maybe in 25 years, I'll run into them at the farmer's market, or they'll see me on an app called Twitter or something. But it won't matter by then. It, Statue of limitations are up, but wild. Yeah. It must make those those encounters like way worse if you were to run into – like because nowadays it would be like, oh, shit, like your, your ex-girlfriend's at some bar or something. Ah, like, oh, damn. Back then it was like, oh, fuck, like – that's that's my ex Debbie. I lived with her for six years. I have four kids with her. I just disappeared fifteen years ago. I've never seen her since. They're like, Holy I went to the shit, Home Depot. Those are my kids. Yeah, yeah I went to the Home Depot my to buy some floor mats for, her and just never came back. I decided to move to Newtown. Yeah. Moved a couple townships over, and just never really saw her. Started you know? a new I mean, life. It's it's the nineteen eighties. Yeah. You stay in your lane. You're not driving all over the place. Um, even weirder would have been like the nineteen forties, uh, back before you know or 20s, back before, you know, God, I may sound like an idiot here, but back before cars were a thing. When were cars invented? Let's let's figure well, that out. Either way, back in the early 1940s. 40 years off, Christ. So whatever, in 18, well, first off, it was probably hard to get away. Like, the first girl you meet in 1880, you're just like, all right, this is my wife, we're getting married, we're having 56 kids. That's it, we're eating oatmeal every day, doesn't matter. 
<laughs> so until the car was invented, that's when people probably the divorce rate had to have gone up. Cause they're like, I don't actually have to stay with Betty. Like she's been annoying the shit out of me for 20 years. I don't have to do this forever. So the dynamics have changed, but I would say like probably like closer to, you know, the early 1900s is when you could really just get up and leave forever. You're just gone. See ya. Type in the motor wagon, 1886, the motor wagon, and look at a picture of this thing. It was the first car ever invented. It's exactly what you would think. It's like the chitty, chitty, bang, bang wagon, you know, with two seats and wheels, the, you know, 32s basically, you know, or maybe some 20 folks, cars and clubs. I think probably the big excuse was like guys just did the Oregon trail. Like they were like, I have to get on the Oregon trail and travel across the entire country. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to leave everything here and, you know, go develop scabies or some other random disease on the Oregon trail. Cause this looks from what I'm looking at, the motor wagon kind of looks like those, the wagons from the old video game, the Oregon trail. That's what I'm picturing. So that might've been a, a decent excuse they used back in the day. Like, we have to venture out and explore. We haven't seen enough. The funniest thing is that back in 1886, you know they're sitting there. It's like how we treat video games nowadays. In 2010, we looked at each other in the in the dorm rooms of Athens, Ohio, and we said, they're, they're never going to have a better MLB The Show than this. Look at these graphics. These are perfect. You know back in the 1880s, they're like, can you believe we're riding 16 miles an hour in the motor wagon? They're never going to have it better than this. And now we got self-driving cars. We got, you know, cars going from zero to 120 in 10 seconds. I mean, what a change. They'd be like, what's that? A house? No, that's a car, buddy. They're like, oh, shit, I got to upgrade the motor wagon. I mean, the thing is, I bet they thought, like, it's kind of like 20 years ago when they have movies that it's placed in, you know, 2026 or whatever and the movie was made in 1995, they have flying cars. So the people from 1870 probably were like, oh, they're going to have flying cars. There's going to be robots roaming planet Earth. They probably would be disappointed that the best thing we have is the Cybertruck from Elon Musk that you can throw a hammer at. They're like, really? That's all you've done since we had our, our fucking gigantic whatever motor wagon vehicle? That's all we've done? We haven't upgraded at all? So I think they would probably think the opposite. <laughs> Are you on the train with these super expensive gyms? I'm talking $200 plus per month. Are you on the train with them? Listen, $200 plus a month, no. I, I think it's outrageous. I, I can't get on board. Something a little nicer, though, than I've been in the, in the market, actually. I've been looking around at some gyms. There's not that many, honestly, that you can even get in Cincinnati that are more than $200. Like, it, it's rare. It's like $150 is going to be your, your max. But, you know... The Planet Fitness being like, whatever, I got the black card that's $20 a month, but you walk into the locker room, there's a guy making like hibachi in the sink. There's a dude like brushing his teeth on the elliptical. It's getting a little out of control. So I'm like, maybe I should start looking. So that's where I'm at personally. But Free agent. 200 plus is a little much, but it sounds like you're in the... You're in that headspace where you're looking at, at those types. I'm of on gyms, the train. Which I I'm, I'm, the, I'm the I'm the damn okay. conductor, baby. I'm the damn conductor, <laughs> and I'll give you my take on this. I, I was a, a a mega gym guy growing up. I I was grandfathered into the sports mall in Cincinnati, not the West Side one, but the East Side one on Red Bank Road. Great place, you know. It wasn't two hundred dollars, but it felt like that two hundred dollar gym. You had all the amenities. You had the outdoor pool. You had the steam rooms, you had the sauna, you had the hot tub, you had racquetball, you had basketball. I mean, 
you had toys. You had toys to play with. You could go to the gym for hours and just it was more than it was more than weights. Planet Fitness, man. <laughs> I walk in that door and I just want to get the hell out of there. I'm like, all right, what is the shortest workout I can do today that is somewhat effective? 25 minutes tops. I'm out of there. I mean, that place sucks. And then you try to cancel. Don't even get me started on that, Houdini. I had to delete my tweet because I felt like I was being rude. But God forbid, <laughs> I've been trying to cancel since 2019, and there's something wrong with my account, and they won't let me. I have to get in touch with the regional manager. The regional manager, and you have to do it in person. The regional manager is never in. When they are in, I'm never available. I forget about it for months at a time because it's $10 a month, and I say, screw it. And then you get hit with the $60 yearly fee, and you're like, I don't even go to this place, and I'm just giving them charity. So Planet Fitness sucks. $10 gym, piece of crap. I've canceled it before on the show. I'll cancel it again. Planet Fitness, screw you. I'm a lunk. Honestly, what I should do, Houdini, is I should go in there purposefully as a lunk and just get booted. They'll be like, you want you want to lose your membership, buddy? Actually, yeah. Screw you. Yes. Slam my weights. Say my name's Ricky with a tank top on and just dump a gallon water jug on my head. They still won't let you get rid of that that membership, Chuck. It doesn't matter what you do. You're locked in for life, man. When you sign up for Planet Fitness, I just assume if I switch gyms, the $20 a month that I'm doing, that's just forever. That's eternity for me. It is what it is. Um, I'm certainly not going to go in person and cancel it. That's outrageous. Um, but you're right, though. I, I think I was sitting there talking about this at work. I was like, you know, is whatever. It was a hundred bucks or something for this other gym, but it had a sauna, you know, the whole nine, the the swimming pool, basketball court thing. And I'm like, God, I was like, is that, you know, cause it's the up from 20 to like 120 for the gym. So it's a decent, it's like a hundred bucks a month extra. And I'm sitting there going, is that, you know, too much? And somebody was like, you know, the best investment you can make is in your health. And I'm sitting there going, maybe, maybe that's right. Cause I'll throw like, you know, 70 bucks on a 10 leg parlay and lose it in 12 seconds because, you know. Betting on the tip. Name? Yeah, Bam. the first legs, who yeah. wins the tip? Bam at, like, Adebayo. Yeah, Bam Adebayo didn't score the first basket, so it's like, all right, well, I just lost 75 bucks in 12 seconds. So maybe it is right. Like, it isn't a bad investment. You can't go wrong unless you don't go. But I would think if you're paying your whatever, 150 250 I would assume that your ass is actually getting there and utilizing it, but – I don't know. I've seen people spend $75,000 on college classes and never show up. So yeah. you tell me. I don't know. $255 a month I'm paying for Lifetime Fitness. That's bullshit. And Lifetime Fitness is it's the best gym I've ever gone to in my life. I've been waking up, Houdini, every morning. And this this may be a phase. You find me in two weeks, and I've done this for a full week. So it, it's starting to become a little bit of consistency. It's becoming my schedule. A routine, they say. Find your routine. But I've been going every single morning before work at 5.30 a.m. I go there. I freaking cold plunge. I do, the, I do the 15 minutes in the steam room, like Coin said. Then I cold plunge for about three, four minutes. I feel amazing. I get dressed. I go upstairs. I take one of the 10 free workout classes that they have. They have hot yoga. They have cycling. They have cardio and weights. They have powerlifting classes. They have boxing classes. They have everything you want. They're all free of charge. I do that. Then I go do 20 minutes on their free massage chair while I put compression boots on to heal up my legs and use their Theragun on my gluteus maximus. Then I go downstairs. I get a little smoothie that I charge to my card. I add some kale and some protein into it. I go into the locker room. 
I meet friends in the, the steam room. I steam again afterwards. I take a cold shower. I'm a cold shower guy now. I shave using their razors. I'm there for like two hours. And, you know, on, on Sundays, I'll, I'll chip in basketball because they have basketball leagues where you literally, they have um, games of five, and you go over to a chalkboard, you write your name on it, you can run fives, you can write five names on it, or, you know, if there's three people on it, you can add your name, another person comes in, he adds his name. They have scorekeepers, they have a 24-second shot clock, it's a 10-minute game, and they just cycle through. You know, one minute in between games, bring on the next team, winner goes on. I mean, $250 a month, I'm getting a steal, man. This this has become a way of life. I look forward to this. I'll be honest. I was, uh, for 250 I was going to say, listen, you're insane. Okay, I was going to say that's way too much. But what you just described was, I don't know if that was an ad. I don't know if you have some type of ad. No, it's life-changing. I've done it. And, and granted, it's for but one it week. Sounds, yeah, it sounds heavenly. I mean, just thinking about just being in the steam room, getting a little massage, going up, saying, hey, maybe I'll do boxing. Maybe I'll try boxing today. I haven't done that in a while. You get a little cardio in. You sign up for the basketball league. I could see myself accidentally realizing, wait a minute, it's 11 o'clock. I haven't even gone to work yet. I could see that being a problem. But maybe I'll look into it. I think there's one Lifetime Fitness like relatively close to where I'm look at. Look into it. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll look into it because that does sound, wow, that sounded pretty nice. They have open pickleball play, dude. They have a cafe there. They have a bar there. You can sit there and you know eat and, and drink, charge it to your account. Um, they have everything. I feel like, Patrick Coyne, if you're listening, I feel like I'm going to work at Black Sheep for you soon as I have an eight-pack <laughs> and I'm just eating Greek yogurt for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. But, you know, if, hey, I Is know that a was snack? a great monologue by Chuck, but if if you want to come down to the downtown Planet Fitness in Cincinnati, I'm sure a guy's making a, a fish boiler or a jambalaya in the sink right now. Come on down. We'll, we'll, we'll. We'll welcome you with open arms down at the Planet Fitness, okay? And it's 20 bucks a month for any location on planet Earth. Sink Jambalaya. And on your way out, why don't you get some fruity Tootsie Rolls? I don't know if they had those at yours, but in um, Bagel Monday, Pizza Wednesday, how can you not love it? That does it for the chatter with Chuck and Houdini. Huge game on Saturday for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Hosting the Houston Cougars. Our man Houdini is going to be in attendance. He's Big J again. Doing the post-game show from the court. That's Chatterbox Bearcats. The podcast drops wherever you get your audio podcasts. That's under the name Chatterbox Bearcats. In the live post-game show, Chatterbox Sports YouTube. There's a chat room. We've built a nice little community. It's an early game, you know? Before you go out to happy hour, before you go out and get some lasagna with, with Josie, why don't you hop into the chat room and, and hear the boys fired up as Houdini's going to be in the middle of a sea of people on the floor at Fifth Third Arena after the Bearcats take down Kelvin Sampson, and he's running around trying to attack Houdini. He's like, where is he? That'd be great content if Kelvin Sampson put me to headlock at the court when we storm after we get this W. So, yeah, tune in. Welcome. All trolls are welcome in the chat, of course. It'll be a fun one either way. Hoping we get the W. Peace.